We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, your guy Cody here, and we're a few days removed from the Indianapolis Colts' last game on Thursday Night Football, their ugly, ugly win against the Denver Broncos, where neither team scored an offensive touchdown, and the Colts win 12-9 to in overtime. So, with that being said, we've said a lot about our instant reactions, our thoughts on this game, and so... I wanted to quick give my stock up, stock down report. We haven't done this in a couple weeks, but I'd like to do this because I think there's a lot of interesting conversations that need to happen here. And the good thing, I think, for the Colts, even though this game was supremely ugly, is there's a lot of stock up guys in a lot of different positions. And really, the only the stock down positions, there's really only two that I can come up with. So I guess if there is any silver lining, it's that, outside of these really two positions that are really kind of struggling for this team. There's a lot of positions that are doing really well for this team as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's just get the bat out of the way right away. Let's start with the stock down. I could really honestly say every single player of this offensive line I could put on this stock down report. It was a really interesting change the Colts decided to make kind of last minute where you know, they had Braden Smith slide into right guard. They put Matt Pryor at right tackle. Matt Pryor was clearly the biggest liability out there. You know, had one of the worst performances of the 2022 season from an offensive lineman. Allowed so many pressures, hits, sacks. It just seemed like he didn't want to be out there and play at right tackle. And so, all in all, it doesn't that, that cannot continue. Matt Pryor cannot see the field anymore at right tackle or really any position as a starter. And so he really struggled. I thought Braden Smith had some miscommunication issues, and that'll probably happen, right? If you're going from right tackle to right guard with a new right tackle, that's going to take a little bit of time. And Braden Smith really never played guard at the NFL level. And so, you know, but all in all, I, I felt like Braden Smith actually had a decent game at right guard, but it'll be interesting to see do they keep him there or do they move him back to right tackle because Matt Pryor cannot be staying at right tackle. Um, so Braden Smith might have to slide back in there and maybe like Will Fries goes at right guard. You know, Ryan Kelly continues to struggle. I know he went out of that game with an injury. So Danny Pinter was in that game. And I thought Danny Pinter played pretty well, all things considered. It's just wild how 
better he is at center than he is the guard positions. Um, and then obviously left guard, Quentin Nelson was okay. He had a couple times where he didn't like look great at left guard and then Bernard Ryman at left tackle as well. He had his moments where he looked good. I thought he really settled down in that second half and looked pretty solid. Had a couple penalties, a lot of holding penalties. I thought a couple of them were kind of tic-tac calls, not really you know, I thought they were kind of weak calls personally, but he did have his struggles at times, you know, but I think you got to continue to build him up and build his confidence at left tackle, you know, all that to say, I felt like it could have been a lot worse at left tackle for Ryman wasn't great. I thought he was okay, um, but I just wanted to see Kim continue to build that continuity at left tackle. So this offensive line, there's a lot of moving pieces right now, a lot of question marks, but that unit did not look good at all on Thursday night football. You know, too many free rushers again. Right after the Colts talked about how they have to clean it up, they actually looked worse somehow as a unit on the offensive line against Denver. But uh, that's really the only like unit I would say deserves a huge blame. Uh, the other unit, I guess, that you can point to, really one guy. It's only one guy in this unit that's a starter, and that's the quarterback position. Matt Ryan did not look great at all on Thursday Night Football. I think it was probably his worst performance, maybe outside of that Jacksonville game, that in this game. Some of probably two of his worst performances as a Colt so far. You know, Matt Ryan had two really, really bad interceptions where he just did not. The first one, I don't know what he was looking at. He threw into triple coverage. And then the second one, he just didn't see the defender closing down. So, you know, turned the ball over way too many times, had a couple more fumbles. You know, Matt Ryan just continues to put the ball on the ground and continues to give the ball to the opposing defenses. You know, he has over 10 fumbles now, has double-digit fumbles. You know, he, he's just really struggled so far uh, with the turnovers. He's really turned the ball over way too many times, and I just really didn't think he looked that sharp. Even when he had the time and protection, he had some poor reads on Thursday. So he's obviously got to clean that up. And the good thing is Colts have some extra time now to clean some of that up with Matt Ryan, look at the film, and hopefully rebound here in a pivotal matchup against Tennessee. Um, hopefully the Colts will get a better Ryan on Sunday. But uh, yeah, that does it really, guys, for the stock down. And, and again, with Matt Ryan, how much do you fault him with – you know, he's being pressured and hit and sacked all the time. So, you know, there is that factor in there, but also he has to step up and play better as well. So that does it, guys, for the stock down. Let's move now to the stock up type of guys. And there's a lot of them, like I mentioned, a lot of them in different positions. Uh, I'm going to start with the offense as well. I'm going to start with the number two wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, and that's Alec Pierce. He's had two back-to-back -back really nice games for the Colts where he has made some plays. You know, he looks really, really good again against Denver. And uh, I think Alec Pierce has really ascended himself into that number two role. And that's exciting. I mean, we've had a lot of question marks about the young wide receivers outside of Michael Pittman. And Alec Pierce is starting to calm a little bit of those fears. I honestly didn't think Alec Pierce would show out as early as he has. But it's been great to see him, you know, not just have the long big bomb plays every so often, but he's consistent, right? He's six foot three, two fifteen, so he can go up there and get a ball, but he also makes those clutch catches when you need him to. And Alec Pierce single-handedly on that last drive of the game to kind of help the Colts, you know, get into position to win that game. Alec Pierce was just absolutely on fire. Even when Ryan had hit, you know, pressure in his face, some balls really low. Uh, he really, Alec Pierce, really made some really crazy, awesome catches for the Colts. And that is exciting because now you have you know, two really young receivers in Pittman and also in Pierce. 
that you think you can build around. You really have two guys that go out there and make plays when they're called upon. So I think Alec Pierce is solidifying himself as that number two wide receiver to take some of the pressure off of Michael Pittman Jr. Now, if Matt Ryan can actually get some protection, I really think these two guys can do a lot of damage this year. So he's the first guy. I want to talk about Kylan Granson. Didn't really get targeted a whole lot, but when he did, I thought he looked good again. Kylan Granson continues to ascend and continues to make plays. He had a really nice yard after the catch play on his only catch. The only issue is the Colts just don't target them consistently. And so if the Colts did, I really feel like these tight ends, not just Granson, but Jelani Woods and Moelle Cox could really help this offense out. It's kind of baffling. The Colts just really went away from them, especially with how much success they had the week prior against Tennessee with them. So just really odd in that department. But when these guys have had the ball thrown to them, for the most part, they've done a really, really good job with what they've been given. So Granson and all these tight ends, I think, stock has to continue to be up for them. If they get targeted, they've consistently made plays. Um, I already mentioned a little bit about you know Pinter and Smith on the inside. I thought they played well when they were called upon, kind of out of position for them this year. Uh, we all know Pinter's a better center than guard, and then Braden Smith playing guard. He played primarily that at Auburn, but now you know switching back to guard. We'll see if they keep him there. But he had one of his best games of the year from a pass protection standpoint. So that's great to see. Um, let's move on now to the defense. I want to give just before I guess uh, before I do that, I want to give just a special shout out, honorable mention to the two running backs, Deion Jackson, Philip Lindsay. You know, they weren't like crazy plays, but I thought, you know, they they ran hard and they did a good job. So I just want to give them credit where it's due there, especially with how bad this offense looked. I feel like the running backs definitely held their own and did their job to help this team win. What's going on, everybody? Today I wanted to talk to you guys about odds trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also check out different sign-up codes and promotions that are going on on the website to make sure you're getting the best deal possible on your sports bets. Some of the key features they include are handicapping, you get live play-by-play updates, you get live scores and bet tracking as well player statistics, key game statistics when you make these picks. You also get projected game day weather. Basically everything you need to make sure you're making the most informed bets as possible. Including that, you also have a bet tracker which allows you to keep records of all your games and your betting activities so you won't miss a thing. Guys, be sure to go check out oddstrader.com slash bluewire and check out oddstrader today, the number one site for all your game day bets. Moving on now to the defense. Let's talk about a couple guys on that defensive line that I really think stood out. First guy, DeForest Buckner. He had a couple sacks. He was just all over the place, man. DeForest Buckner looked like the player he was a couple years ago when he was just wrecking offensive lines. You know, he had a sack and a half. I don't remember if they get technically gave him two sacks. I know he was in on two sacks. I don't know if they gave him a, a sack and a half or two sacks or what that was, but Nevertheless, DeForest Buckner was really looked healthy for the first time maybe this whole year, and he really made, I mean, the Denver Broncos pay. Like, he was in the backfield consistently, so that's great to see Buckner getting some of that back and we're seeing him making some more impact players from that three-neck technique position. Um, Also, Yannick Ngakwe, you know, literally looked good on the edge again. You know, had a sack and a half. He was in on a couple sacks as well. 
And then Dayo Adangbo continues to shine, continues to show out in the pass rush department. And that's really exciting because this guy's essentially a rookie, guys. Remember, he played pretty much half the season last year, didn't have any training camp, didn't have anything to prepare. He just kind of went out there and played. And so now that he had a full offseason, I've really liked what I've seen from Dayo Adangbo. And we don't know, obviously, how long Quiddy Pay is going to be out. But if he's out for an extended period of time, Dayo Adangbo is going to continue to get more reps at that defensive end position. And so I really think he has an opportunity to really show out here in the absence of pay. So I thought he looked really good as well. Kenny Moore had a nice bounce back game. He's kind of had a rough start to the season. Kenny Moore had a great pass breakup in the end zone. He continued to just look really good. So it's great to see him rounding back into form. Um, Really had a (laughs) four to five games there, you know, even back to last year where he really was struggling and people were just really confused, like how he went from the best corner in football, arguably at the slot to just one of the worst out of nowhere. It just was like this huge drop off. So great to see that he so far uh, in the game on Thursday, he looked really, really good. So hopefully he can continue to build off of that and continue to get back to that pro bowl level at the slot corner position. I want to give another shout out here to, Rodney Thomas, who continues to shine, had his first career interception as a pro on Thursday. He looked really good. He probably should have had two or three, actually. There was the one where the ref kind of got in the way and it was a huge completion. Probably Denver's only big play of the game was because the NFL ref got in the way of Rodney Thomas. But, you know, he should have had another interception earlier in that game as well. So this guy's been flying all over the field ever ever since he's gotten the opportunity. The last couple weeks with Julian Blackman being out, Rodney Thomas has been the guy at that free safety position, and he's looked really good. And guys, even when, I think personally, even when Julian Blackman gets back, I think Rodney Thomas deserves some sort of role in this defense. That's how good he is playing, in my opinion. So really hope that he, as a rookie, continues to, you know, make plays out there, continue to be a good player at that free safety position as long as Blackman is out. And then, you know, when Blackman does get back, hopefully he can contribute and kind of be that third safety as well. And he's been the big surprise. Everybody thought it was going to be the other rookie the Colts drafted at safety, Nick Cross, but it's been largely Rodney Thomas. And so want to give him a special shout out for his first career interception at the NFL level at the NFL level, the seventh round pick out of Yale. Um, And then I want to talk about one more guy that I want to give credit to, and that is Chase McLaughlin. He hit all his field goals on Thursday night football. And really, guys, that was the difference in this game. Chase McLaughlin looked really good at kicker. And I I personally think now uh, he's solidified himself as as a starting kicker moving forward. I mean, he had a bad miss against Tennessee a week prior to that. But overall, I think McLaughlin just offers you a level of comfortability you just didn't have with Rodrigo Blankenship. I mean, this guy, yeah, while he might struggle sometimes from 40, he's pretty consistent. And with the Colts, he's been pretty consistent every chance he's gotten with them. Now his second stint with the team. So I'm really hoping the Colts continue to give him an opportunity. I really think he has what it takes to be a good kicker in this league. And he showed again that, you know, even though that, you know, Thursday night football, primetime, You know, he had every excuse to miss that kick or miss one of those key kicks in crunch time, in overtime, but he didn't. He made them. And so just want to give him credit where that is due. I like Chase McLaughlin. Hopefully he's the kicker for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward. 
And I think, guys, that does it for my look at players stock up and stock down from this previous game from week five of the NFL season for the Indianapolis Colts. Let me know, guys, with anybody else that I missed. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.